What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Making Sense Podcast. I go by the name Arnold. This podcast is for the people who, like me, love movies and TV shows and anime. We'll get into some conversation. We'll do movie reviews, TV show reviews, conversation revolving around the world of film. So I hope you guys enjoy the show. What up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of the Making Sense Podcast. So today's episode, we'll do the review of the latest season and the final season of Narcos Mexico. So this is the last season of the show. It's pretty much picks off after the event that happened in the end of season two. Obviously, spoilers ahead if you're not caught up to Narcos. But at the end of season two, Felix Gallardo gets arrested. He gets thrown in jail. He has this conversation with the DEA agent that was responsible for putting him behind bars. And long story short, pretty much tells him everything that unfolded in this season. Meaning there will be a power struggle or war over the control of the product, meaning the drugs and all the cartels that used to be under him and his organization of Guadalajara. They're pretty much going at war with each other and trying to destroy and be the number one cartels. So this season, there's many, many stuff that's going on in this season. We're trying to do, uh, well, I'll try to do my best to impact pretty much what the season talks about. Overall, I would say it's probably, you know, Narcos Mexico is a really different for me take on the war on drug because as much as I was still young when the whole Pablo Escobar and even the cartel of Cali, I never knew about the cartel of Cali to be honest, but I pretty much always heard about it a little bit. Whereas in Narcos, Mexico, it's a little less um, known. Many of the stuff that happened in Mexico when it comes to dealing with the war on drugs, I did not know. So this season was a really great way for me to kind of get in window as how Mexico deals with the war on drugs and pretty much how this whole situation kind of affect the population and the, the the corruption the the death the threatening like it goes really really deep so the whole point of this season to me was pretty much to wrap up the story that they started in season one the felix gallardo and all these different cartels you you see like all of them pretty much independent at this point and how through them fighting each other over the control of the drugs they pretty much put the population as bystanders and they're actually the, the number one casualties of these war between those cartels right so that's pretty much like the whole point of the seasons it also makes a point of showing that not everything is black and white when it comes to doing the war on drugs it's not as you know when we look at the stuff and just either someone is bad or someone is, is a good guy it, it's actually way deeper than this and this season especially when it comes to the corruption it's pretty much the model was you need it's really it's not even about fighting the bad guys but it's always choosing between two lesser evils and that is pretty much my take on it especially when it comes to trying to put like those powerful men behind bars and also we have a wonderful and long in-depth look of what the journalistic aspect and how dangerous it is 
when you're trying to report on drugs on war on the war on drugs in mexico right we saw many stuff unfolded like i said you got many cartels you, first of all you have the cartel of sinaloa and it includes el chapo now we pretty much everybody knows who el chapo is like this huge mexican uh, drug lord you have azul that you saw in previous seasons and you got palma palma is pretty much at the helm of the cartel of sinaloa and they have like a war over the control of the the drugs with the cartel of the Arellano brothers and this cartel includes Benjamin who is the leader you also have Enedina who is the little sister sorry and you have Ramon who's the little brother Enedina is actually the first casualty of that that whole situation unfolded because she actually lost her husband and then you have this like third you, you have this third and kind of at first independent Mayo the guy who pretty much uses his boats to distribute like the drugs and the last one but not least you got amado amado is for the longest time he's the nephew of don neto who's in prison with rafa you know i'm name dropping many people but if you caught up to what happened in narcos you pretty much know what's going on so like i said amado became he actually learned a lot he was felix felix gallardo like right hand man and he became like his own man and now he's pretty much um he's still he has a lot of influence but to like the difference on them other cartels he pretty much does his business like on the cover he's not like really known he's not like a face like pablo escobar was the same thing for felix gallardo but pretty much yeah he uses the same model by being super discreet and super effective in how he conducts his business you see in the beginning he does get arrested and, and gets caught up but then he comes back and he's able to by just dealing with politician and getting rid of his loud associate and being able to conduct business like just effectively if you can call it like effective whatever but yeah so this season pretty much picks off of like what felix predicted at the end of season two in saying that he was going to be missed and to be honest he's not really wrong because this whole thing like that's that's the same thing because i don't believe that it's like in any type of organization at some point you will have dissension at some point you have people fighting each other you have people just trying to get control over each other especially like you know that you're dealing with actual criminals so criminals as much as they say they don't really have a code so it's pretty much every cartel for themselves and you see how the whole the whole battle over being the number one and being able to just get most of the revenue and being able to distribute the product how that just situation alone leads them to start going at war with each other beefing with each other and literally killing each other and you see the the most i would say the most powerful scene and like, like i said most of the stuff i had no idea happened so the scene at the airport when you see all these like the, the war the war between the cartel of sinaloa and the cartel of the Arellano brothers and they start a lich a gigantic shootout they kill civilians trying to get el chapo because he attempted like the, the he attempted to the life of the Arellano brothers like this whole situation is a whole mess you know it, it really is my takeaway from this you know it's like narcos i love the fact that they're giving us 
informations and they just re really giving us like a new outlook off of actual historical events i know it probably didn't unfold the exact same way that they re retold that story but pretty much you see how much those people like those like drug lords by them trying to by them trying to battle each other they make so much casualties right the number one victim of them doing like whatever it is that they do is like the civilians right so you see so many innocent bystanders getting shot getting either used as hostages and just it's a whole freaking mess right and the, even the authority can't really do stuff because you know you got the corruption you got so many other stuff going on and it's actually tough for them to contain any type of cartel because they got many men that they're really powerful independent entities and yet the number one hostage of this whole war is the population and that was something that this season kind of made a point of showing that as much as these people yes you kind of i don't think they did a, a job of like dehumanizing them but you know to me they're still like scumbags but you really get to see how much like the popular the population the day-to-day the -day people they're the number one like the targets the victims and they they don't really have any type of way to either defend themselves and they just caught in the crossfires right so that was pretty much like my, my number one takeaway from this season and you know you've seen it through as well narcos in narcos colombia when you see pablo literally bombing a plane he's like doing terrorist attack like and you like those, those people they're really like ruthless they're heartless machine of course they probably have a couple of people they care about but as far as the overall the people the, 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 the innocent bystanders it seems like they don't really care that's the scary part you know it's like if you deal with people who have like no type of empathy for like the, the, the like the, the actual constituents maybe not constituencies the, the bad word but for like the the citizens of the same country they're from that's the scary part so that that whole war is like i said you see all these cartels like fighting for the control of the, the product and now you you, you kind of see that this whole thing about who supplies the drugs it gets really it runs really deep i had no idea that the actually the kali cartel were the number one suppliers of many of those like drug cartels i mean i i know now i knew like through season two i believe when you see pacho like appearing or whatever but really they know like how much like one the war on like the drug influence like the drug war in colombia actually is directly linked with what's going on in mexico because many of the suppliers and many of those, those these people like they they're like they're almost like you know associates like it's pretty so it's a big word but it's pretty much a a, a, a small word as far as like they pretty much all of them interact with each other so you see the the different uh, suppliers at first it was uh, the cartel of medellin with pablo and when he went down um you see amado that went on and, and trying to negotiate a whole new deal like it's almost like everybody is business it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of funny because you got a point in the show when gilberto he says this thing about saying that we're not you know savages that we're like businessmen or whatever but when you look at the type of stuff they do yeah it really is business so you know it's like why do drugs like just like you could have literally maybe not business school but it really is a business i i, I never kind because you know i'm so 
obviously so removed from it but i never understood like how much like it's its own ecosystem you have a whole economy like it, it runs really deep right it, like i said the see the relationship between like the the sellers the suppliers you see like i said at first it was pablo escobar and when he went down it was a cartel of cali you see the ridiculous amount of corruption that runs in within the state right it runs really freaking deep you know you see so many stuff that that we obviously i don't think the takeaway from narcos mexico is to say that you know there's like everybody in the mexico within the mexico government is corrupted right because corruption it literally like it runs in every country right it's like it's not just like a mexican thing you see in whatever country it is there is definitely corruption it, i think i feel like the form of corruption is different because in what you see in narcos it's pretty much seen as like it's pretty much seen as the drug is corruption towards like just you know the the drug lords they're able to corrupt government officials but you see in a country like france there's definitely stuff about people laundering money doing embezzlement using their position as like it's it's always different so that was an interesting way to, to see it but yeah like the corruption runs really deep you see one of the most preeminent figure in the mexican government at the time was in bed with amado was doing business with him you see even the general which to me was a mind-boggling thing i had no idea that the, like imagine the number one guy that you deputize i don't know if it's deputize is the right word but imagine the number one individual that's supposed to oversee everything that you do that has to do with fighting the, the cartels and he's the number one and he and you actually seem that like he's on the payola meaning like he's getting money he gets um bribes from the cartels right so it is it's like it, it's almost kind of it's it was a point in the show when it's not even you angry it's just sad to be honest like it, I, I felt like I, I was watching it and i was pretty much it, it was shock surprise and disappointment as well but i was like but my thing was how can you win right so even if the people that supposed to fight these people like fight these drug laws like these gangsters and all like the bad was narcotraficante i believe is the word that you usually use in spanish when in uh, south america but if the people who are like obligated to fight those people they're even getting bribed by those people like i genuinely don't really see if they allow themselves to to get bribed like, i really don't see how you can win you know and even what does like a win would means like because you know in any type of country you live in unfortunately there will always be any type of illegal activity that has to do with drugs so what does a win would actually look yeah of course if you put all these the head of the cartels in prison most likely it will slow it down but you see how much how deep it runs and even not necessarily just in a country but like you see the direct connection between colombia and mexico when it comes to drugs obviously it's like there's no way to completely get rid of it and i feel that's what the general was trying to say to the dea agent you you come with this kind of naive perception of what good and bad is and to be honest like i was saying earlier it's pretty much choosing between two between two lesser evils you know and i guess that was his whole take like i don't really think that's this 
a good enough explanation but it kind of gives you more context like when you come in this situation and just seeing how those people just have what they have to go through like on a daily basis it, it to be honest it's got to be a, lo- a little bit difficult right and it kind of putting back in perspective as bad as felix Gallardo was i didn't even believe that things were actually better when he was around better as far as like no less worse it was still bad pretty bad don't get me wrong pretty pretty bad but it was still like i said he was some kind of necessary evil you know he was the one who was able to pretty much hold everything together. He was the one who was keeping everybody in checks. Yes, he had um, kind of unconventional methods. Like he was a killer, you know, it's just he ordered many people to die. He's responsible for, for a lot of pain. But still, it like necessary evil in the sense that he was the one who was keeping all together. You see that now that he was put in prison... He kind of, that's what he foreseen at the end of season two. He pretty, he pretty much predicted everything that happened. All those cartels going at war with each other. Amado being like the smartest of one, but seeing all these casualties. And yeah, he's a, a little bit missed in the sense that, yeah, the dude was pretty much keeping all these people, these hard-headed people in check. And once he left, it's like... When you, if you have your parents or whatever, like if your dad is around and he kind of leaves to get like groceries or whatever, and you have those, all these kids, like turbulent little kids, agitated, whatever, they're going to start doing, they're going to go crazy, you know, yeah, fight each other, break stuff or whatever. But if the dad comes back, if he has any type of authority, right, he's going to pretty much keep everybody by just him being around, he's going to. Be able to kind of maintain some type of uh, maybe if peace is not the right word but just keep stuff in check right and once he leaves you see like it's pretty much chaos right you see like so many like alliances that are being made within this the season double crossings like murder it and it's it's a pretty mess like i'm not gonna lie but then then you have this whole subplot with the the cop and i thought it was super interesting a corrupt cop a super corrupt cop who actually tries to do good and you see that not only he gets rewarded by being getting killed but also when he thinks he cracked the case and then this whole thing about all these women are getting abducted they're getting killed it's just like if, i don't know if like rape or whatever but it's pretty bad as well so it, it, it pretty give us a whole canvas of what just like the other side of the mexico city is when it comes to crime is and yeah it's pretty this it, it was a pretty intense moment like to see just also you see the the, the americans who kind of always like to put themselves at least in the show you kind of get them like this standing in this more high ground and just trying to you know the dea trying to come and thinking that they're making a difference when you know you not only you don't really know about the politics that happens in the country but you also kind of have this naive like this naive vision of what you should do you see they compromise a lot they do questionable stuff especially at the time where they're torturing the little boy they realize that you have to get your hands dirty in order like to fight evil almost like you kind of have to abandon a part of a side like maybe not the whole good side of you but it's like he says at the end like you can't he's like they're not the good guys when he's talking to the journalist 
and he comes to realization that listen i i know i call these people bad but to be honest for all the stuff that i did trying to get these people out of the way it's i'm just as bad as them and that was a pretty crazy realization at the end when he says that yeah i'm just as bad i just as evil as this these people you know it kind of it kind of you know ask the questions like you know do you have to compromise your integrity because when you're fighting bad guy if you're trying to play it fair it clearly doesn't always work so you kind of have to play play a little bit with the line of like the legal stuff and just do stuff that would be considered as like morally wrong but it kind of gets a result so the question is is it fair for you to do you know spoiler alert i don't think it is but you know that's just that's that's just me and yeah, and the final point, and just I will go, I will go and, and and say this: when you see the role of the press, and that was something that we kind of never got to touch on in other seasons of Narcos or other iteration of the show, meaning in Narcos Colombia or even in the, the arc about the Cartel of Cali, it kind of reminds me a little bit if you watch The Wire season uh, five, I believe. Yes, yeah, like season five, the last season. And you kind of get an in-depth look of what like the role of the press is when it comes to fighting, like just doing a war on drugs or whatever. And in this season, not only it kind of put emphasis of like the importance of press, because they're literally just putting their life on the line to give like to get the truth and how dangerous it is to be a journalist in in a country i'm not i'm not just gonna say mexico because i don't think like the point is just talking about mexico in general when you live in a corrupt country and there's so many you know corrupt countries in, uh, throughout the world but when you see how much how dangerous it is just to tell the truth just to get trying to get answers just asking the questions and yet these people to me those are like the real heroes to be if i'm being super honest being just risking your life just to get the truth and for the people like for your constituents to get the truth and putting your life at risk just to do that to me i think it's pretty like it's pretty heroic that that's pretty yeah that's the most dangerous aspect of reporting on crime you know because if you live in a country and there's always crime in every country it doesn't matter where you go but to the point that you know you get death threats you get people following you people shooting on you if that was me i'll be if that was me i'm being honest like it's like to me i'm like it's probably not that deep like i just if somebody comes with a gun yeah it's like if somebody comes with a gun they're like oh you better drop the story and i'm you know i'm going to shoot you I'm not going to be, I'm definitely not going to be at, oh, yeah, 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 shoot me, I, I'll get the story anyway. I'll be like, yeah, I'll drop it. Like, if you don't want me to say it, I won't say it. But at the same time, that's just all jokes aside, right? But it's, it's like I said, it's such a, a surreal, because we don't really quite realize, especially if you don't live in a country where it's uh, that bad, like how much these people that kind of gives us the information, not only how important they are, because they're able to uncover so many stuff when it comes to corruption, you see they're responsible for exposing all these people who are getting bribes from the cartels, but also kind of letting us know that the corruption, yes, you got like uh, policemen or whatever getting corrupted, but you actually have government officials who deal with these people and doing business with them 
and those are people who actually run the state so yeah it's it's quite a worrying factor when you see like well, all the stuff they got going on and even the editor that gets gunned down at the end like that's that's how the whole section was pretty crazy i would definitely say this so final point and i would definitely say this to me like this this season right like when we're talking about like i said the, the the importance of the press the corruption like i said was probably the biggest plague in the, the show like see how like how deep the corruption ran and how you know it was you had different type of you know corruption you have you had corruption in the institution you had corruption in politics and you also had corruption in the military so you had three aspects of corruption the question is how do you do, what do you do like to fix it and i feel like the show is like an open-ended question because there isn't no real answer because i would assume it's still maybe it's not that bad to be honest i'm just like speculating but it's pretty, still pretty much like i said ain't no real like good guys or whatever and the biggest cash like the biggest casualty like the biggest losers they're pretty it's pretty much like a population the population is the number one who suffers from these drug laws and these people just doing this causing causing so much pain and the population is trapped in the crossfires of all these drug cartels organization and then basically trying to kill each other yeah so drug lords when you see some of them how much wealth and how much power they, they they were able to gather they're just as bad and they're just as powerful as some like of the politicians because for a guy even like in first season of narcos you see uh pablo escobar was able to build his own prison which i, I still can't believe like they, they allowed him to do that but when you got in in the country when you have someone who's literally a, a, a crime figure who's that powerful the question is what are the means to really like fight these people because it's, it's, it, 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 there is no like just you know miracle solution and i don't feel like that was the point of the show but it, it kind of to me like because that's the last season like i said but it was more of a depiction on what like the war on drugs like the effects the cause and how do the people just like the, the regular people how do they have to go and live through it and that, yeah that was pretty much my take on this last season of knuckles so i hope you guys enjoy it and yeah peace well that's it for today folks thank you so much for listening to this episode of the making sense podcast i hope you guys enjoyed listening to it if you have any type of question if you want to leave a review i am available on apple Podcasts, on amazon music as well deezer spotify Podchasers. If you haven't done so, please guys go ahead and subscribe and share if it's the type of content that you like. So yeah, thank you so much for the support and have a great day.